0: And, and Pastor Russ as well, they have been sharing about uh, three key guiding words that we have in our vision statement, and they share over the last, you know, three weeks, three key vision words. Actually, they shared two, and I'm going to be sharing on about one. So they share about mission-oriented and multicultural, and it's been an incredible journey to remind ourselves what Sunrise is all about. So, Our key word, we will be exploring the word multiplying and what really matters about multiplying. But before we dive into today's message, I want to briefly share what it means to be to belong to a bilingual multicultural church. Quiero compartir un poquito antes de empezar el mensaje lo que significa para mí pertenecer a una iglesia bilingüe y multicultural. Back in 2000, when I was working in Sol, California, I met Pastor Russ. He went to uh, search for a bilingual music minister. We met up. I cannot forget the date because it was Flori's birthday, Russ. Right, Russ? So we met that day, and, and Pastor Russ shared the vision and uh, the heart of this new church plant called Sunrise Community Church. He, he shared with me about the desire, the dream to, to be a church that reflects the community, a church that embraces everybody, a church that would sing in English and Spanish. And I was wondering in my head, how are we going to do that? And then how is Russ going to share the word in both languages? So I had all these questions, but it was such a powerful vision. It was such a beautiful dream to build to, to have a church that represents our community, that looks like our community. And uh, I was, I, was I, I fell in love with the vision. I talked to Flori. We decided to do a couple of trips to explore Tulare. And I remember going back to Southern California, talking to some friends about Tulare, about this incredible possibility. And they were asking me, so where, where is this church located at in Tulare. And of course, you know, people in Southern California, they go, where is Tulare? And what was my answer? Easy, you will not miss it. Between Goshen and Pixley. you know? <laughs> so, of course, that didn't help a lot. Y la cosa es <laughs> que me cautivó la visión que compartió el Pastor Raz conmigo en el año 2000 acerca de una iglesia multicultural, una iglesia bilingüe, construir algo diferente. So, it's, it's been... 23 years since we joined this incredible adventure. It's been amazing. You know, I was crazy enough, and we were crazy enough in those first years to try different things. We tried uh, some bilingual configurations. Some were just terrible. You know, it just didn't work. And uh, some other uh, attempts were really good, and it worked. So it's been a journey of uh, of being a bilingual multicultural community. So I remember in those first years, I was also involved with uh, the youth ministry. I still have pictures of uh, little Greg, you know, being part of the, the youth group. And guess what, guys? I survived youth ministry. So it was, it was great. De veras, ha sido un viaje de muchísimos años. Estuve involucrado al principio con el Ministerio de Jóvenes y sobreviví lo que era esta aventura con todos los muchachos, todas las locuras. So, but what does it mean for me to belong to a a bilingual, multicultural church? It means that I have found a place, a spiritual family, where I am not only valued and accepted for what I do, but for who I am. It means that I found a place, a spiritual family, where my culture, my language... Even my accent, right? Are valued and used for the expansion of God's kingdom on this earth. ¿Qué significa el pertenecer para mí? Como les decía, es, es haber encontrado una familia donde soy aceptado eh, por quien soy yo, con mi acento, con, con eh, mi cultura, y todo para qué? Para expandir el reino de Del Señor. So that, that's what it means to be to be part of this family. It is such a blessing. Um, I remember in those first years, people would travel, and and visit us because they wanted to know how are you guys doing this bilingual, multicultural ministry. So it's been an incredible 23 years long journey, all based on that foundation of a clear vision and direction for our church. So. Today we will be focusing on the word multiplication and really what what matters about multiplication. So today main text from the Bible is found in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ, Jesus, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others así que tú hijo mío fortalece por la gracia que tenemos en Cristo Jesús lo que me has oído decir en presencia de muchos testigos encómiendalo a creyentes dignos de confianza que es a su vez estén capacitados para enseñar a otros i have to confess something i I like cars, you know, and, and Pastor and Greg, they were using this analogy of the classic cars. Um, and I have to confess, I do value, I appreciate, you know, the, the, the hard work, the artistry, the passion to bring those cars to, to standard so you can drive it. But my goodness, I, I have to admit, I love my newer car with rear view camera, airbags in the valley, air conditioning, right? And uh, all the, the fan- fancy features that I, that I have. And please don't take me wrong. I, I appreciate so much, you know, those old cars. But I'm okay with a, a newer car. So that that's who I am, you know? And uh, uh, But I also have to acknowledge that to get to this point of having all these fancy tools in, in our cars, there was a journey, there was a... Uh, Uh, transferring of information and knowledge from those first engineers. Can you imagine? I I, I can even picture the the guys who designed the first car, you know, 100, 100 and something years ago, to get into a car that we drive today. Can you imagine? They would go probably crazy, but... See, that foundation was transferred to newer engineers and then these newer engineers, you know, added more stuff and they make it fancier and fancier up to the point where we don't even need gas anymore. Right. You know, uh, so the uh, the analogy of uh, building a car, the classic cars, the the journey of transferring information is very similar to what we experience here in church. Um, Sunrise and many other Christian churches exist today because of a similar process of transferring knowledge, and of course there is a huge difference. That transferring of knowledge from one generation to the other one has eternal life implications. So it is it is an an, inter- an incredible uh, thing that we are doing. The church has been has been transferring knowledge to the next generation. We exist today. Because there was an intentional process led by the Holy Spirit since the early church. Can you imagine? We are connected to the early church. There has been an incredible process. Ha habido un proceso increíble. Hoy estamos aquí presentes por, porque los hermanos y la obra del Espíritu Santo nos ha traído desde la iglesia primitiva. Somos los mismos. I have been blessed with this church, you know, to realize, to understand our history, I I've been blessed here at Sunrise. You know, I've I've grown so much. Uh, It's been a blessing. I admire, I respect, and and I am very proud of what we do as a as a church. But how do we multiply this thing? You know, I think in my mind I was thinking, how do we multiply what we are doing here at Sunrise? One idea would be to clone Pastor Russ, right? And maybe clone our uh, leaders, right? And what about us? I mean, we do pretty good here as a congregation. What about if we clone ourselves and then we start painting buildings just like the, like the Sunrise building, right? But, eh, that, that's not going to work, right? So how are we going to multiply this blessing that God has given us called Sunrise Community Church? How are we going to multiply what God has invited us to do? ¿Cómo vamos a multiplicar? ¿Será clonando al Pastor Raz y, y a los líderes de la iglesia? No, ¿verdad? Vamos a escuchar qué es lo que la palabra del Señor tiene que decir. So there is a way, and it is one of our key uh, vision words, multiplying. So I'm going to show you guys our full statement, but I would like to focus today on three sentences that are uh, in our multiplying uh, keyword. So the three phrases or statements that I would like to focus today uh, on it, this vision word does not describe a program or an effort as much as it does a mentality. Number two, we believe that disciples are born to reproduce disciples, leaders are to reproduce re- leaders, groups are to reproduce groups, and churches are to reproduce churches. And the third statement that I would like to explore with you is passing on to others the new life. Jesus has given us. If you guys want to remind yourselves or know more, go to the website. Our vision statement, mission, and purpose, and the three keywords are explained beautifully there. So, let's pray. Lord, we, we give you thanks for our church. We give you thanks for the many years that you have given us as a ministry. Lord, we, we are grateful for each person in this church. We are grateful for the leadership. We are grateful for... Uh, for Pastor Russ, for for Greg as well, and everybody involved in Sunday school and Wednesday night. Lord, we are blessed. We have something that we are grateful, we are proud, and we want to multiply. We want to follow your lead into the next step, into the next generation, being a blessing to others. So Lord, help us to read the Word of God with your heart. Help us to understand again what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Que el Señor dirija este pequeño mensaje y que podamos descubrir qué dice la palabra del Señor acerca de esto. So we will be connecting our our, um, multiplication keyword with what we read before. But also it it is important to understand what was happening when Paul wrote uh, this letter to Timothy. According to scholars, this Second Timothy letter, it was the last one the Apostle Paul uh, wrote. It is believed that it is the very last one. He was not doing okay. He was in jail, and it was a nasty place. He was alone. He was lonely. He was in chains. He was not in a good spot. What is remarkable to me, and this is the importance about multiplying and understanding what the Apostle Paul is telling us to do, because of that condition imagine when we go through tough times what do we do we think about ourselves we get into survival mode and it is all about us the apostle paul does the opposite he's he knows that he's gonna die pretty soon he knows that these are this is it this is it and what does he do he writes a letter to timothy one of his young leaders to say hey this is what matters. It is not my life, but it is the continuation of God's kingdom on earth. It is our responsibility as leaders, as pastors, as teachers to carry on to the next generation the gospel of Christ. So that's what it's important to understand, that this letter, again, it's pretty much the last one. That's it. There's no more. But it is so critical for us. So let's break, let's break down these three statements briefly. Number one, this vision word does not describe a program or an effort so much as it does a mentality. Otra vez, vamos a conectar este, esta primera parte de nuestra, de, de la descripción de la palabra multiplicación con estos versículos. And that ties up with the be strong in the grace that is in Christ. Christ Jesus. So this statement can be understood when we read verse 1. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ? How does a person go about being strong in that way? Well, in the context of this verse, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, is a reminder to draw strength and power from the grace offered by who? By Jesus Christ. Grace in Christ Jesus is the undeserved favor and love of God. We don't deserve God's grace, but we get it from, from God because he loves us. We also receive his divine help, his kindness and forgiveness extended to humanity through Jesus Christ. Being in Christ Jesus means being connected to Christ. And having a relationship with Him. Being strong in grace implies living in a way that reflects the transformational impact of God's grace in my life. ¿Qué significa todo esto? Significa que nosotros vamos a vivir eh, en la gracia, vamos a ser fuertes porque hemos entendido y hemos aceptado la gracia del Señor Jesús. Let's turn to John 15:5, and this is why we need to be strong, and connected in the grace that is Christ Jesus. Vamos a leer Juan 5, perdón, capítulo 15, versículo 5. And it says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, what? You can do nothing. Yo soy la vid, dice Jesús, y ustedes son las ramas. El que permanece en mí y como yo en él dará mucho fruto. Separados de mí. Esto trae otra pregunta. How do I remain in him? ¿Cómo voy a permanecer yo conectado a Christ Through what? Prayer and connection to other Christians. Reading the Bible, not only on Sunday morning, but at church, I mean at home as well. Meditating on the scripture and cultivating a heart of gratitude for the gift of grace. And this is something very important. Understand grace. You know, we hear this word, even some uh, girls are named grace, right? It's such a common name, such a common word. But do we really understand what grace is? So to abide in Christ, it's also to understand what grace is all about. So I would love to encourage you guys to read the Bible and, and understand Deeply what grace is. Quiero motivarles a que para permanecer unidos a Cristo podamos entender la profundidad de lo que es la palabra gracia del Señor, ¿verdad? So, understand grace. Read what the Bible said about grace. And apply grace to others. Practice extending grace and forgiveness to others. Just as you have received it from God. How do we remain in Him? Okay. Be resilient. When facing challenges or difficulties, rely on God's grace to find strength, courage, and perseverance. To overcome obstacles and temptations. What else can we do? Well, examine ourselves. You know, let's examine our actions, our thoughts, our intentions. Are they aligned with, with God's will for my life? Examinemos también constantemente. Meditemos en lo que las intenciones de nuestro corazón están alineadas con esta gracia que el Señor nos dio. And then, lastly, continue growth. Continually strive for spiritual growth and maturity, allowing the grace of Christ to transform your character and attitudes. That's how we remain in Him, and it is a process of sanctification. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lifetime. Este proceso de permanecer en el Señor Es un proceso de todos los días. Es el proceso de santificación. Y tenemos que ser diligentes. Number two statement from our uh, vision. We believe that disciples, as I read before, we believe that disciples are born to reproduce what? Disciples. Are we disciples of Christ? Yes, we are. Leaders are to reproduce leaders. And churches are to reproduce churches. And this, I would like to... um, Understand that, using that other statement from these verses, entrust to reliable people who will who will also be qualified to teach others. In the context of passing on the gospel and being involved in the chain of transmission, as presented in Tim in Second Timothy two, several qualities should be evident in those who are entrusted with this important task. Whether. As an individual or as a church, here are some key qualities that I think we should strive for. We want to reproduce disciples and churches that teach what? what? What is important? What are we looking for when we are transferring this knowledge? It is integrity in the Word of God. You know, We want to make sure that we, when we are leading others, we are taking this invitation, this challenge seriously. Queremos que al compartir, al transmit, al transmitir a la siguiente generación, al equipar a otros discípulos, al multiplicar esta iglesia, que veamos estas palabras claves. So, we need to make sure that, you know, we and those who we are discipling to carry on this important mission, they have a sound doctrine, a strong understanding of the core of our Christian faith and commitment to biblical truth is essential. Those involved and I am grateful for this church because of our leaders you know they pursue that you know respect that submission to the the word of god it should be grounded in sound doctrine to ensure the accurate transmission of the gospel yo estoy muy orgulloso de que aquí en nuestra iglesia nos esforzamos por vivir y meditar en una sana doctrina and esfuerzan por someterse a la autoridad del Señor. What else, what else it's important to transfer and to live, you know, to be, to set up the example, just like the, the Apostle Paul, it's commitment to discipleship. Being part of a chain of transmission involves a commitment to discipleship. And what is this? Nurturing and mentoring others and also ourselves in this spiritual journey. This requires what? Investing time, effort. It doesn't come naturally, right? Tenemos que hacer un esfuerzo porque esto no viene natural de ser discipuladores y nosotros mismos. Tiene que ser un proceso, verdad. So and what else it's it's should be expected or should be a goal for us to transfer and to live by spiritual maturity, compassion, patience, character, passion, humility, and opens, openness to learning. We need to practice how to share the gospel and also our story, the impact of the gospel in our lives. That's why we did, you know, the No Longer Strangers initiative over the summer and please continue doing it. That is an opportunity to get to know others but also to practice, you know, uh, how do I share the gospel? How do I share my story? ¿Verdad? Esta es una oportunidad también para en nuestro conocimiento del discipulado eh, Vamos a continuar viviendo este verano, esta oportunidad de compartir unos con otros y crecer, contar nuestro testimonio, explicar qué es el, qué es el Evangelio. Look what Paul says, and this is, this is very cool, in 2 Timothy 1, 13 and 14. And this is what we got to do. Paul says, what you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and loving Christ Jesus guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us con fe y amor en Cristo Jesús sigue el ejemplo de la sana doctrina que aprendiste de mí dice Pablo con el poder del Espíritu Santo que vive en nosotros cuida la buena enseñanza que te he confiado this quality Collectively contribute to a nurturing, supportive, and transformational environment in which the gospel can be effectively passed and multiplied to the next generation. And then the, the, the third statement from our keyword today is passing on to others the new life Jesus has given us. And sometimes we we are a little confused about what the gospel is. R.C. Sprouls, he reminds us so clear that, you know, is the gospel my testimony? Uh, It is part. The the gospel is the gospel. My story, my testimony, it's the impact of the gospel in my life. But we need to understand what the gospel is. Tenemos que entender lo que realmente es el Evangelio. ¿Será nuestro testimonio? Bueno, el testimonio es el resultado, Del evangelio cuando llega a nuestras vidas, ¿verdad? Debemos conocer qué es ese evangelio y debemos también practicar cómo compartir el impacto del evangelio en nuestras vidas. So, w- what are we passing on to others? In verse two, Paul says to Timothy what we are to share, the, and he says clearly and very simple. The things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses. That's what we are about to share. That's what we have to share. Timothy was challenged to basically copy, to repeat what Paul was saying. Paul was an incredible uh, disciple and apostle, and uh, he lived by this standard based on God's grace and, and power. And Paul is saying, Do as I do. Can you imagine? How amazing that is for us to say, do as I do. Put yourself in that position. And that is the invitation that we all have. That is the challenge that we have. Hey, the next generation, be and do as I do because I am following, you know, Jesus' example. And then many generations of people who dedicated their lives to Christ. So I love this verse on 2 Timothy 1, 10 Paul expands and and explains what this gospel is, what we are about, what we have to share, and says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace has given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That's pretty powerful. That is the gospel right there. And later in Second Timothy 2 8, Paul tells Timothy to remember Jesus Christ. Paul is emphasizing a crucial point within The context of this passage. This verse serves as a a reminder to Timothy about the foundation of his faith. Let's take a a closer look at this verse. That is on 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is what? Were we wondering what the gospel is? Were we wondering about what to share? This is the gospel. It is the death and resurrection of our Savior, Christ Jesus. The power, the hope of life we have in Christ because of what he did. That is the essence of the gospel. By telling Timothy to remember Jesus Christ... Paul is essentially directing his attention to the core of the Christian faith. The phrase raised from the dead refers to the resurrection of Jesus, which is a central event in Christianity. That's it. That is why the Christian church exists around the world. This is it, because Christ rose again. That is an essential core non-negotiable of our faith. This resurrection signifies victory over death and the assurance of eternal life. See, we live in a, in a very material world where we hardly think on the afterlife, right? You talk to a lot of people out there, and they don't even worry about it. They are about what? Paying bills, getting the nicest car, the nicest home. And there is no afterthought about what's coming after we leave this earth. ¿verdad? Vivimos en un mundo tan materialista que se nos olvida pensar en lo que es eterno, en lo que es el mensaje de salvación. Estamos preocupados por pagar viles, por, por vivir esta vida sin pensar en que el Señor nos está preparando un lugar especial para nosotros. This resurrection signifies victory over death and the assurance of eternal life. This is what we are sharing. Jesus raised. From the death, from the dead. When I when I think on those role models that I had in my life, when I think on those who came before me, there is only gratitude and admiration for their commitment to Christ and to the gospel. Cuando pienso en esas personas que compartieron, que fueron influyentes en mi vida espiritual, y pienso en ellos, wow. Eh, Se me pone la piel de gallina porque ellos fueron personas que amaron al Señor, que dieron su vida por el Señor. I share with, with some of you guys uh, years ago when uh, our dear brother Tom VanderMol got sick. He uh, and he was on his last days here on earth. He invited me to talk about his funeral. And in our culture, Hispanic culture. We don't talk about death. We go like this, right? En un, un ejemplo de esta, eh, de, de esta apreciación por lo que Cristo ha hecho fue un hermano que se llamaba Tom Vandermo, que en sus últimos días me invitó a la casa para que le ayudara a preparar su funeral. Y eso es algo que los hispanos no hablamos, ¿verdad? Hablar de la muerte decimos no. No hablamos de eso. But this brother, what he did, he wanted to make sure that his... His funeral was a statement of his faith. It was a clear uh, testament to those who will be attending the funeral. He understood that his life was not ending. He was going where? To live with Jesus, his Savior. So, what an incredible testimony. It was an incredible lesson for me. ¿Qué lección más importante? Ver a este hermano en sus últimos días. Planeando como glorificar al Señor, how to give glory to God in his last days, in his, in his uh, funeral. That was, that was a, an incredible testimony and legacy that I treasure in my heart. My heart. I want to do that when, when my time arrives, to give glory and, and honor to God. So here's why Paul's Paul exhortation to remember Jesus Christ is also very important to us. As we live out our key vision word, multiply. Why do we need to remember this? Well, remembering Jesus Christ raised from the dead gives us what? Encouragement in perseverance. Paul knew that Timothy, just like us, was facing challenges and difficulties in his role as a disciple, leader, and teacher. By reminding Timothy and all of us, Jesus' resurrection Paul is encouraging us to to persevere and draw strength from the ultimate victory that Christ achieved. Also, to remain focused on the gospel, Paul emphasizes that Jesus' resurrection is a key element of the gospel message. This encourages us to make Jesus the center of our multiplication efforts, teaching it and ministering on the power of the gospel, which is rooted in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Why it's also important to remember what Christ did and what this means for us. It gives us confidence in God's promises. The resurrection is a tangible proof that of God's faithfulness and fulfillment of his promises. Also in, inspire us for endurance. It, life is not easy, but when we understand what Christ did for all of us, you know, we have that reassurance. It gives us hope. And this is also very important. It helps us to counteract distractions. In a world full of distractions and challenges, even our cultural heritage, remembering Jesus Christ helps us to stay focused on the core message and purpose of our our multiplication efforts. So, Cultural, Our cultural uh, history or, or baggage It's full of good things and not so good things Nuestra cultura a veces trae ciertos vicios, ciertos pecados que nos pueden alejar Que nos pueden distraer del verdadero mensaje de, de salvación que habla la palabra del Señor Why is this so important? Because sometimes we fall into temptation and and we say Oh, because I do this, this is the gospel or, I'm, I've been blessed, I have money, I have financial stability, so therefore this is the gospel, right? Or, I'm poor, I have given everything to those in need, so therefore this is the gospel. that—that ¿Sí? That is a trap, that is a temptation that we cannot afford to get into. No podemos darnos el lujo de caer en esa tentación de definir Nuestra cultura, nuestras experiencias, como el Evangelio. El Evangelio es algo más profundo y más grande y de valor eterno para nosotros. So, understanding that Jesus Christ died and rose again for us, it's the core of our faith. It doesn't matter the rest, it's all secondary. But the, the message, the gospel, is that incredible truth. So, as I, as I finish uh, sharing with, with you guys, you know, it's, I'm, I'm thinking on the value, the, the incredible gift of multiplication, you know. When, when a couple gets married, you know, out of love, there is what? Children, right? Sometimes adoption, sometimes, you know, natural kids. And what happens after a certain time? They multiply, Right? And it is out of love that this uh, incredible reality happens in our lives. Qué lindo ver cómo una familia se va multiplicando, ¿verdad? Una pareja se casa, tiene sus hijos, y después vienen los nietos. Y ahí va. A single couple can, you know, in two, three hundred years can see, what, hundreds of kids, right, out of the the commitment of this couple. So as we think on multiplication in, in our context, you know, let's be mindful that This is something that we will see from heavens, I guess. You know, the blessing of seeing these kids being the disciples of others. Can you imagine? This is what we do in children in worship. I would love to see these these kids as adults raising up the next generation. That is the dream. Planting new churches, you know. So what is an invitation? What is a challenge, a practical application of all this? It's to live out in, in faith... The richness of the gospel and to share that with everybody. So, in 2023, we are in 2023. We are part of the church of Christ that started more about 2,000 years ago. Can you believe it? It's that legacy, it's in us, it it is our gift. So, it's a little more than things. Caravans built and apply a patent for his, ve- his vehicle powered by a gas engine in 1886. That's when the whole madness of cars started. Starting a whole new movement, he did, without realizing it. He started the, the car industry. Well, guess what? You and I are part of something way bigger than the car industry, and with eternal implications. You and I are part of a multiplication movement, guided and powered by the Holy Spirit. Nosotros no empezamos un movimiento de de construir iglesias y edificios ni carros ni nada de eso, pero somos parte de un movimiento guiado con el poder del Espíritu Santo. So, how are we going to multiply? Well, here's my invitation and I'll finish with this. Let's continue multiplying disciples. Would you write down the names of four people? you want to share the gospel with this year, would you pray for them? Would you cultivate a meaningful relationship with them? On a personal level, that's how we can start multiplying. You know, Write it down. Four people in your life. As a church, let's continue multiplying leaders. Pray for our elders and deacons and those who will be selected soon to lead our church. How do we grow in leadership? Would you consider helping in Sunday school classes? Ushering, helping with the worship team and other ministries. And let's continue multiplying churches all over the world. Would you continue praying and supporting financially our missionaries in the world? Would you consider also getting more involved in this church planting movement that we're right now we're doing in Costa Rica and, and soon we'll be doing it in other places. Would you be part of this movement? That's the invitation we have. Esa es la invitación que nos involucremos cada día más. So we're going to pray right now and, uh, and really invite the Holy Spirit to guide us into what He is doing already around the world and in our lives. Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the gift of Sunrise Community Church. Gracias, Señor, por el regalo de esta iglesia que nos has dado. Lord, we are we're happy, we are thankful that you brought us to be a church family. Te damos gracias, Señor, que tú nos diste este lugar para adorarte y para crecer también. So, Lord, be with us as we uh, try to live out this incredible word of multiplying on a personal and corporate level. And, and Lord, thank you for your sacrifice for your death and resurrection on the cross because that is the essence. That is the the gospel in our lives. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray and we'll say amen. Let's all stand.